What's up, guys? Welcome to the American Sports Podcast. It's Sam here today with JJ again. Back coming, coming back after our Super Bowl pod. The duo is back, mm, and yes, today we've got some Super Bowl reactions. We've got some other off-season talk because today something pretty big happened. We'll get into that, but. As with last time, the meat and potatoes is about the Super Bowl, but this time it's after the fact. And prior to that, we'll just go over some uh, trade news and free agent news, which is pretty much what we did last time with the Stafford Goff trade. So we'll start it off with the big news of today. And today, Carson Wentz, of the previously of the Philadelphia Eagles, the quarterback, was traded to the Indianapolis Colts in exchange for a third rounder this year for the 2021 draft and a 2022 conditional second round pick. And what that means is I believe the terms are if Wentz plays 75% or more of the snaps for the Indianapolis Colts this next season, then the Philadelphia Eagles will actually get the Colts first round pick from 2022 or if Wentz plays 70% or more and the he leads them to the playoffs so that's the second option is probably more realistic because the Colts look like yep. a playoff team but if if Wentz can do though either of those two things then that pick will actually be a first for the Eagles so I've actually never seen a deal like that in the NFL. So I thought it was kind of interesting. You know, usually conditional stuff is all NBA, but yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's all basically hinging on what Wentz can do in Indy. So we'll go with JJ first. Who do you think won this trade? Um. Well, I definitely think the Colts can, can get a lot out of this trade. They do have the, seventh ranked offensive line and that was something Carson Wentz was just missing altogether with the Eagles he was literally out of the pocket every single play is insane so I think if they can protect Carson Wentz they could let him scramble when he needs to throw the ball with exceptional time in the pocket I'll also prevent injuries too so I think the Colts definitely can win this trade altogether yeah, I mean, it definitely is a, a better situation for Carson. He'll have more of more weapons, honestly, and definitely a better offensive line than he had last year. And the Eagles' offensive line isn't generally very terrible, but mm. this past season it kind of was because they had a lot of injuries. So, yeah, he didn't have the time he always needed. And, I mean, definitely for a quarterback like once he, he needs that clean pocket, at least for a bit. So... Definitely that offensive line will help. And, yeah, I mean, if, if Wentz plays out well and re, he revives his career in Indy, then, yeah, definitely Indy wins the trade. But I say, I think that's a big if. I mean, do you, do you think that's a big if too? Yeah, for sure because, um, I don't know, a lot of people want to count Carson Wentz out. But we just have to remember and look back at, like, what the, the stuff that he did. And it's not like – like a RG three type story was scrambling. Like this guy was making good throws and making big plays happen. Like that's something you just can't overlook and just say now, oh well, he lost. That's really something you can't lose. I think he's. It's just his instinct. He has great football instincts, IQ. Um, and like I said before, I just think that if they could, if the Colts can have a good old line that could protect him and just lower the risk of him getting injured. I think, obviously, the Colts already, um, with the conditional trade, if he plays, so they're already cautious about him sitting out time. So um, I think they're going to try to limit him staying out of the pocket. I think he's we're going to start to see him become more of a pocket quarterback. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to stop rambling. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think you're, you're right. I think – yeah, I think overall I'd probably give this to the Colts. I think Wentz definitely has talent left. And it's not a terrible – it's it's a bargain contract for them if Wentz ends up being good. I mean, yeah. quarterbacks yeah, don't for sure. go for cheap these days, that's for sure. So, I mean, if he can get anything close to what he was, then it's it's a good trade for them. And so for if you're the Eagles, though, you probably wouldn't get too much else. I mean, because really the only – other feasible option 
was the Chicago Bears, and apparently Wentz didn't really want to go there. Maybe even the yeah. Bears didn't even want to like even offer the Eagles. So really, it's ideal for both sides, kind of, because the Eagles really couldn't have done much better. But the part that's not ideal is that all the dead cap money that they still have to pay him, even though he's not even going to be playing for them. That's that's the big hit for them, I think. Yeah, for sure. I could totally agree with that. Yeah. Um, I just want to say one thing real quick is that the guy's not even in his prime yet. He's not even in oh. his prime. What, is he, isn't he like 26? I know he can't. He just came into the mm. league like four years ago, four or five years ago with Jared Goff. Yeah, 20, 2016. Yeah, same class yeah. as Jared Goff, which is actually it's interesting because they both have been traded pretty recently. But I actually don't know. I think he – I want to say – I'm going to guess 28. I'm, yeah, he's 28. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm reading the article. It says he's 28. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean – that's He's just entering his prime. Uh, I mean – he was great in 2017, I believe, the year they went to the Super Bowl, but banged up by injuries that year. Ah, can he? I I don't know if he'll ever reach that peak again, though. Honestly, if I'm just if I'm just being honest with myself, I he might be just past his prime just because he was really really good then, and I'm not sure he can do that again. So you're kind of saying you think that that's more of a uh, like you know a one year deal, like just like a one-time thing for a season? Uh, I mean, no, I think he could With those numbers there. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do think that. I think injuries messed him up a little bit. and not yeah. More than a little bit. Uh, I think a lot. And yeah, no, he got banged up. Yeah, and I don't think he'll ever I, – I don't think he'll ever reach that peak again. It's tough to see, tough to see it after we've seen the injuries we saw last year. I think he can be good again. I think for the Colts, it's a perfect situation for both sides. And but I I don't know if he can reach that peak again. I'd like to see it, but I I'm gonna say no. I don't think he can reach his prime again. Um, I mean, me personally, I think any any given day on. Any given season, especially in the NFL, something could click and you could literally instantly have yeah. yourself like a Hall of Fame quarterback. Like, I know this isn't really too relatable, but I mean, like, look at Tom Brady, though, like six overall, uh, not six, over, six round pick, um, you know, and he he's how, where he is now. I feel like Carson Wentz, I, even like I said, it wasn't isn't too like you can't relate them two together, but I mean, like count him out like everyone's been counted out at one point and i think carson wentz is a hard worker i think he has so much so much potential even if he can't even run anymore i don't care he's got so much potential in that arm i think he's got such a quick release um i'm all in for carson wentz man i hope he i hope he brings back those numbers yeah i mean if he's gonna do it anywhere then i think the colts are a great situation because of that offensive line we've been talking about Pretty good weapons. And Frank Reich, who is their head coach, I believe he yep. was their offensive coordinator during that Super Bowl yep. run. Uh, yep. I know he's coached Carson on the Eagles. I, I think he played the offensive coordinator role. Or quarter uh, quarterback's coach was Filippo. I'm pretty sure, who ended up getting an OC job somewhere too, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, Reich knows Wentz Wells, the bottom line. They yep. have a good overall situation. Good defense too, we haven't even mentioned and I mean, if it's gonna happen anywhere, then I think that Indy is the place that Wentz could be revived. If if that'll ever happen, this is the perfect situation for him. Yeah, no, it's it's also very good that the fact that um I forget his name, but the head coach for the Colts, who was also the coordinator for yeah, Philly, Frank Reich. When, yeah, 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 um. That he got to see Wentz at his like very best yeah. so far, so I think he's just gonna he's gonna Wentz is just gonna walk in. And I think that's the person that he's gonna view him as. He's gonna push him to um be that person again. And also, um, literally the Colts have a great offensive line. They have receivers and they have a running game. Like bring a quarterback into that situation, it sounds like you're gonna have a pretty good offense. So yeah. So, I mean, I think coming away from this, I think what we're learning is that Carson Wentz is the real winner here. 
And uh, I'll leave it at that. I think the Colts will be the second winner, and then Eagles get third. So we'll move on to the J.J. Watt news next. That's a little bit older than Wentz. But uh, I said I'll, I'll do the, section, uh, the segment like this. And so I've been thinking about J.J. Watt. And if you guys didn't know, he is currently an unrestricted free agent. He was released by the Texans. Even though he had a, a monster deal, he was cut. And it was it was a mutual parting of ways. That's definitely how they phrased it. Yeah. And JJ, he wanted to be out. He wanted to be going to a team that would use his talents well and bring him to the Super Bowl pretty much. And so I thought of seven teams that would make sense for JJ Watt. I'll go off and list them right now. I'm not really going to go too in depth yet, but there's just two categories. One of them is like just the, it makes sense. They're contenders and in their scheme, they have a hole that could, that JJ could fill. And then the second category is more nostalgia. They're also contenders, but he could go there just because of, you know, his past connections or something along those lines. So that first category is made up of the Buffalo Bills, who they could use a defensive end for sure. That'd be scary. Yeah. The Cleveland Browns are next. They could use a running mate for Miles Garrett. He's actually been rumored to be interested in Cleveland. Third, I have the Indianapolis Colts, who we were just talking about. They have two free agent DNs, I think. So if he wants to stay in the division and play Houston, twice a year then he can do that with the Colts and fourth I have the Kansas City Chiefs they could definitely use a defensive end opposite Frank Clark so those are the four options in that category for me and then here's the nostalgia one and I'll start off with your team the Steelers I mean yeah TJ and Derek Watt are already there it's not really a place where you can just slot JJ in but yeah. I mean, I'm sure they'd find a place for him. Uh, it's I mean, it's JJ Watt and it's the mm-hmm. Watt brothers. That how awesome would that be? And then we've got the Green Bay Packers. He could go back to Wisconsin where he went to college. Again, not not a great fit in terms of scheme. He'd probably have to play a little bit more interior than he normally would. But still, that's a contender for sure and. He'd have pretty good, pretty good odds of getting at least the NFC Championship. It's <laughs> uh, a fact. Recipe's <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Packers, man. Poor Aaron, poor Aaron. And mm. then the third team in that category and seventh overall is the Arizona Cardinals. You could reunite with DeAndre Hopkins, who is already recruiting him, and he would, he would actually fill a pretty big need for them at edge rusher slash yeah. interior D lineman. And what it, it'd still be a lot of nostalgia with him and D hop back together. So what do you think of that list? And specifically as a Steelers fan, what do you think? Um, no, I definitely have a few teams that I want to talk about and, you know, we're going to save the Steelers for last just because I have a little bit more to say about the Steelers with JJ Watt, but just as you said, uh, you said last, the Cardinals, the Cardinals are so close to becoming a great football yeah. team. They're literally on the brink. They got such a young team. And I think adding J.J. Watt to that will make them a a, a NFC championship contender. Not a, not Super Bowl. Yeah, they're not, they need to develop more. But definitely NFC championship contender. I think they could like potentially even win that stack division. Um yeah. So, yeah, that's what I have to say about the Cardinals. The Bills will just be an ins- – their defense is already completely stacked with their OP secondary. If they add J.J. Watt, they're going to be so feared in the AFC. That's going to be extremely crazy. Um, You said – Hon, can you list a few more of the – not nostalgia teams, but the teams that he'd fit into? Yeah, it was the uh, the Bills, the Browns, the Colts, and the Chiefs. No, yeah, it was the yeah Colts and Chiefs, and then the Steelers. Colts, I definitely think that he would make a good fit for uh for the Colts. I think if they picked up J.J. Watt somehow, which I really think is very unlikely, um, 
I think the Colts, it's going to be like we just say with Carson Wentz. I think it'd be all the more pressure on Carson Wentz to do good because they literally are going all in this year. And I think that'd be a really good look for the Colts. And then the Chiefs, I would hate for him to go to Chiefs. I don't want, I don't want him to go to the Chiefs at all. I think the Chiefs have too, way too stacked of a team. To be honest, they probably should have won against Brady, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. And then the Steelers. Okay. So Aditi Kikabawa, she's like the Steelers, like, um, reporter. She's like the one who always gets the news out of the Steelers. And she says, um, quote, this situation is much messier than you think or than people think with Big Ben. So Big Ben's being a little crybaby right now. He doesn't know if he wants to play or not. So I think it's a horrible idea to pick up that contract that J.J. Watt has because he's being paid a lot, right? Yeah, but he, he's a free agent. So he's actually that's that's part of why he wasn't traded. It's it's cause that deal is gone and he's not gonna make nearly as much money this next year because he's not gonna be under contract with that team. He's getting signed to a new deal. So I mean I do he, he will definitely with the Steelers free agents, I definitely see what you're saying though, because they're still gonna have to pay him a, a, a lot. amount of money. Uh probably not probably not more than ten million for like a one year deal. Probably Maybe around there, something like that. And for the Steelers, I mean, that's not going to be easy because of all their free agents and Big Ben. So, no, I see where you're coming from, even if it's not as big as it would be. Yeah, no, they have – the Steelers have so many choices to make. They have to decide whether or not they want to get Corvette, Corvette man out, Um, whether or not they need to move on from James Conner because his contract is up and maybe yeah. draft Najee Harris in the draft. And then they ultimately have to figure out what's going with Big Ben. Um, the Steelers GM did actually just say that he's excited to see what James, uh, Dwayne Haskins has to bring to the team. So that just gives me all the more doubt that Big Ben's going to come back, yeah. which is super sad as a fan. But, I mean, he, I don't know. I, I don't think he's been cutting it for the last few years. Um, they, yeah. I think they need a complete rebuild. I don't think J.J. Watt would be a good idea. They need they – need, a new receiver they need a new running back they have to pay these offensive linemen to come back marquis capouncy just retired so they need they i don't i think jj watts like it's like that like it's like buying something that you know you don't have enough money for like a new phone like you have like the iphone 10 or you have the 11 you just got it but the 12 came out and you're like hey yo i, I kind of want to buy that like it's kind of one of those things in my opinion yeah i mean it Steelers are in a really weird spot. You're you're correct about that because they have Big Ben, who's like a forty million dollar cap hit or something like that. They have to figure out what they're going to do with the future of that quarterback position, and they've got all those free agents. They've got Alejandro Villanueva to the left tackle, Connor and Juju, as you said before, and Bud Dupree as well. He's probably he's mm-hmm. probably gone, honestly, coming off that injury and. I mean, they've got Alex Highsmith, who is uh, – I understand that he did pretty nicely in Bud Dupree's role, and he's a hell of a lot cheaper, that's for sure. Yeah. But they still have to keep even saving more money to extend guys like TJ Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick, who they're going to have to extend. Those are musts. They have yeah. to keep those guys. In the next one or two years, those are guys they're going to have to keep. So they have, like, good pieces under contract that they should extend – but also a bunch of free agents, a lot of uncertainty on the offense for sure, especially with the O-line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pouncey retiring, you you mentioned that. The run game was atrocious. Honestly, the receiving core is probably the most sure thing. Um, but yeah, even Juju is probably gone. Yeah, Juju's probably gone, though, for, for being honest, because they still have Claypool, Deontay, Johnson, and mm-hmm. I mean, what, James Washington. They can slot right in there, so... I don't think there's a chance Juju's back. I can start off by saying that. No, um, I like I said, I was actually talking with Mr. Garrity Sam. <laughs> He's our religion teacher, our our religion teacher guys, and um, he was actually talking about how the Steelers, whenever there's some form of conflict on the team, they'll just get rid of the player. It's happened with yeah, Emmanuel AB. Sanders, AB. Mm-hmm. It's happened with so many players. They just say get out. And that's what ultimately happens. So that's the one thing I like about the Steelers. They're trying to – they need to, more importantly, before anything, 
get this like chemistry and this focus back together and then build your team accordingly to that so yeah i mean i think the the biggest thing is finding the the future quarterback honestly it's a fact sam darnold could be an option watch out for that i would i i think that would be perfect honestly if they moved on from roethlisberger and then held the competition between haskins and darnold i think that would be almost ideal for them because they really just being like in this mediocre spot with your quarterback position just really isn't helping anybody at this point so if i were them i'd move on from big ben and i'd do just that pit donald and haskins against each other and rudolph too. see who wins yeah and dude yeah Keep, keep nah, going. you go. You finish. Finish what you're saying. Finish what you're saying. I was gonna move on with the JJ Watt topic, but I want you to, as a Steelers fan, I want you to air your, air what you have to say out. No, I just like read something, and did you know Dwayne Haskins could like throw the ball like seventy yards in air? Yeah, I mean he has the, so the much on talent. Yeah, he has a cannon. That's for sure. And it's just accuracy that he lacks in. But I mean, with the Steelers, like. At least with Big Ben, I know their offensive coordinator catered. I think Randy Fitchner, I think that's his name, catered around Big Ben's weak arm and just ran screen passes literally the whole season. So mm. I think that's a good way to, like you know, ease Dwayne Haskins. I'm I like Dwayne Haskins. He's a 15th overall pick. I mean, like dude, look at my, look at Mahomes. Was he the 12th? And look what the, the Chiefs got out of 10th. Yeah, but look mm. at the Chiefs got out of him. Like. I would not count out Dwayne Haskins just yet, but like you said, Darnold and then Mason Rudolph, that's a good three-way QB competition, man. Yeah, I actually wrote an article on why Dwayne Haskins has been a bust so far, so I mean, I guess that's relevant again with him being on the Steelers, but uh, yeah, and the things were, you know, he's just not mobile and mm. at, at all, like just he had like a 5.04.40 time at the combine, something like that. He he's terrible under pressure. His mechanics change and all that. And I yeah. mean, you can you guys can go read the rest. You can read the rest, JJ, if you want. It's it's just it's from a, like two or three months ago, just Definitely on the will. blog. Yeah, and it, it's it's a good article though. So, but yeah, I'd like to see him succeed there. And so continue on the JJ Watt thing. Yeah, I don't think the Steelers are a great fit for nostalgia though. It would be good. And just at the end of the day, I think. If I were him, I would go to the Chiefs if I could. I mean, if you want a Super Bowl, that's where you go. That's where that's you like go. That's a Kevin Durant type move, bro. I would lose all respect for JJ if he did what do you, that. Man. He wants a Super Bowl. I mean, what 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 is what is he gonna do? I mean, like that's that's what you do. You go for a year. That, I don't know. I feel like I don't know. I don't like that. I I mean, I think JJ Watts a respectable guy. I, mean, I don't like guy. that. Yeah, no. Nah. He wants a Super Bowl. Is it, do, you, do you think he cares? That's this isn't not, basketball. It's not like a real super team. Like it's still twenty-two guys, at least that you're you're playing out there. Twenty-two guys in your starting lineup that are out there. Uh, it's not that easy to build a super team. So I mean, that just gives him the best chance to win. I think. Hmm. I'm trying to think. So. I know we were gonna talk about Super Bowl reactions and stuff, but nah, do you nah, it's, think it's it's this is fine? We can keep going with this. This is more recent anyway. Do you think me personally? I'm gonna ask you. You could answer how what you think about this. I think the Chiefs had a better team than the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. I think they had a more a better team. I think they just didn't come to play their hurt. So therefore. That, in my opinion, makes them the best team in the NFL in 2022. 2021 goes to the Bucks. Obviously, they won the Super Bowl. I'll give them their credit. But the Chiefs, that's like, like for example, it's like the Golden State Warriors losing losing the finals um, with Boogie Cousins, oh, Draymond so Green, true. Durant, Thompson, and Curry. It's like they're the best team, but they lost to LeBron. But, I mean, like. Like, who was the better team in the end of the... Like, you know what I'm saying? So, that means J.J. Watt goes to the number one team. Like you said, that's like an NBA, like, Kevin Durant type move. I, I just don't like that. Um, yeah. I don't think he'll yeah. do that. Uh, Well, that's my final prediction. I'm sticking with that because, I mean, if he wants mm. a ring, where is he? He's going to Kansas City. <laughs> no, but, no, for fast facts. 
what's your uh what's your prediction then um hmm i think he could seriously go to the cardinals i could definitely see him on the cardinals with the hop mm-hmm. yeah i think i think that would be the most entertaining uh team for him to be on i would love to see what happens they got a stacked division um, imagine cardinals jj goes team, to the man. cardinals and then Deshaun Watson gets traded to the Niners. And Stafford's there with the Rams. Seahawks still have mm-hmm. Russ. Just imagine that. That would be insane. So are we just are we just like all getting rid of like Jimmy Garoppolo? Like <laughs> <laughs> what happened to that man? He got hurt and everyone just forgot about him? Yeah, I mean he's got a big expensive contract that yeah. nobody thinks the Niners want. And you know, it's just Jared Goff. It's it's Jared Goff. Just no, Jared Goff's not a bad quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo is not a bad quarterback. But what do these mm. young offensive-minded coordinators want? They want elite quarterbacks. So, I mean, if the Niners can get something better, then they should. That's the, the, the bottom line. And my prediction for Deshaun Watson is actually the Niners. So, I, I just posted that in my mock draft today with a, a Niners trade. So, I, that would make the NFC West absolutely amazing. Yeah, it'd make it so entertaining. One yeah. reason why the 49ers like, did so good, because we could both agree Jimmy Garoppolo, when they made the Super, wasn't an elite quarterback. is just because they had that extreme, extremely great running game. Mm-hmm. And I think you had Deshaun Watson to the picture. That makes them, that puts them right back into the Super Bowl, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. So the, be... With Deshaun, they're 100% the best team in the NFC. Right yeah. now, I think it's the Rams. But they'd take it right back from the Rams if they got Deshaun. Ain't that something, man? The NFC West just has all the best teams. Yeah. That's going to be so entertaining. Yeah, and even if Jimmy G is still the 49ers quarterback, the 49ers are still going to be a very good team. Yeah, nah, for real. That's facts. Um, What do you think about Deshaun Watson going? No, I was Russell Wilson going to the uh, Cowboys. <sighs> I, I didn't see There's that. Been rumors that's, about- that's a doozy. Wow. They've been rumors about that too. Yeah, I know. There's there there have been uh, Russell Wilson rumors. I mean, I don't think anything will happen. The the he's been floated around in rumors for years. I mean, mm. it's been rumored that he was almost traded to the Browns for a bunch of picks. So, I mean, if I had to guess, I don't think he's going anywhere. But I certainly would be intrigued, especially to the Cowboys. That would be interesting. They probably have to they like just... sign and trade Dak to the Seahawks then. Yeah. That's just throwing Dak under the bus, in my opinion. Uh, I don't I mean, know. That's Jerry Jones has been doing that for like the past three exactly. years. Exactly. So. That's why I do not mess with the Cowboys, dude. <laughs> 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 it would be tough over there, man. It's it's cold. That's yeah. why it's a negative 40 degrees in Texas right now, bro, because Jerry Jones be yeah. cold to his players, man. That's crazy that what's happening over there. I mean, like New England gets that every year, but they're just not built for it, you know? Dude, just, I was looking at like yeah. the map or whatever. It's like like dead center bullseye in America. It's like negative forty degrees. Yeah. And I mean they're just getting basically a big blizzard, which I mean New England probably gets, you know, once every two or three years. But yeah. they just don't have the infrastructure for it. So they're getting hit much, much harder. So I mean mm-hmm. purge to the people down in Texas for sure. That's a fact. Yeah. Man, how did we get here? What are we talking about? Talk about how Jerry Jones is cold to his players. That's why Texas is cold, man. It'd be That's freezing facts. down there. That's facts. <laughs> and this is what podcasts are about, just being conversational. It's a fact, man. That's what makes them entertaining and good, just talking with a bro, bro. That's facts. That's facts. So I think we're just about done with J.J. Watt. So did you did you come, did you come up with a, a final prediction? Did you... He's the Cardinals, that's right. Yeah, making the NFC West all the stacked. Yeah, that would be great. I would love to see that. But, yeah, we're on to the Super Bowl reactions, which is the uh, the main part of this pod. And so that's just, it's just the, the main purpose for doing it. And we would have done it earlier if JJ was mm. actually in the state. But, I mean... Yeah, bro. That's... <laughs> Out snowboarding, crashing into trees and shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Honestly, 
I can't blame you for that, but did delay our Super Bowl reactions a little bit, which, I mean, it's fine. We're not going to spend too much time on it today because it's just a little bit old news. But, you know, the big talk was the Super Bowl parade, Tom Brady getting drunk, throwing the the, oh the Barty Trophy, winning the seventh. I mean, the man deserves it. Let's, let's just be honest. The man deserves nah, it. Nah, it's facts. That's, I could totally agree with that. Yep. And so he gets his seventh. He basically solidifies himself as the GOAT. But a lot of people think it was, you know, maybe rigged. Maybe too many penalties on the Chiefs. And that's definitely the main complaint of the Chiefs fans. So what do you think about that? I mean, don't get me wrong. I seriously think Tom Brady gets a lot of calls in his way. (laughs) In his favor, um, I mean, literally, he scored a touchdown, and the ref was jumping up and down celebrating for it. So, I mean, (laughs) but, I mean. Tried to give the ref a high five against the Saints. Yeah, so, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, he definitely deserves the benefit of the doubt. The dude's, like, 43, 44 years old um, and has been in the league for a while. Definitely deserves that seniority. Um, so yeah, but I mean, I I think that the Chiefs were definitely holding on defensive coverage as much as it pains me to say that. I just, I think they've been, they're holding a lot. They're anxious because their offense wasn't getting anything going for them. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what their defense did a lot of the entire year. I mean, they're an aggressive defense that basically is, is founded on that. I mean, honey badger is a dog, but no, can be aggressive, can hold sometimes, and that's what he did, and it cost him a bit. And there was a little bit of a – it was a holding on Mike Evans or pass interference on Mike Evans down the sideline that people were complaining a little bit, saying it wasn't really catchable. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I think it was a pretty good call. And, I mean, you, you can't say Mike Evans won't catch that ball. So, yeah, uh, I think all the calls were justified, really. And but the the main issue is just the difference in officiating through all the NFL games because if you remember the Buccaneers and the Packers played the NFC Championship and a lot of there were basically no calls that game like it was just mm-hmm. play it out let them play let them hold do rough rough the receivers up it's all good and Sean Murphy Bunting actually got an interception that really changed the game because he was holding I don't remember which receiver's jersey I don't think it was Devontae Adams it was just someone else but he was holding a player's jersey and he then caught the ball so you know that's that's I think that's mainly a, an issue with just NFL officiating in general though do you do you think that too yeah, no, there definitely has to be some – they need to, like, draw some form of line whether or not there's a penalty or not. And, you know, that's really hard because from a fan's perspective, these refs make it look so easy. They make it just look like they see it and then they just throw the flag and call the, call the penalty when that's completely not the case. It's such a hard job because these athletes are moving at top speed. These are the top athletes in the world moving at top speeds, top strength top conditioning and they these refs have to make these bang bang calls and it's extremely hard um i'm not sure I, f- I feel like the only way for there to be consistency is if like the, the nfl just goes completely soft against holding and just calls everything but yet again that's just gonna drag out games so i'm not sure yeah and pis and holdings are always super hard to call and I mean, because there's always pushing and shoving and holding on both sides on pretty much mm-hmm. every play. And so, and that's why you get play calls like the, uh, what the one with the saints and the Rams, like, what was that? Two or three years ago when uh, oh, Robbie yeah. just decked the receiver mm-hmm. and didn't get called for it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That, that was, was an crazy, man. Great. That was an all-time yeah. great. But that just shows that it's hard for PIs to be called, and that's why they initially tried to make them reviewable, but that never worked out, and the, uh, they made it challengeable and reviewable. So coach could challenge a PI, and basically none of them ever went through. So they basically just got rid of that rule. 
And, you know, we still have yet to get a real solution on how referees call PIs and defensive holdings on those receivers. So I'd like to see what the NFL does next there. Yeah, no, I would definitely like like to see them like get in like to extreme depth about like what's a pass interference if, or not. Like let's say for example, like this doesn't have to this isn't like this is just off the top of my head, but maybe you're not allowed to be like hands on, but like if your forearms like like if like you can like you can nudge with your forearms, you know what I'm saying? Like if you're running you could like like chicken wing them, but like you can't like pu- deliberately push with your hands. Like maybe that's like a way. I'm not sure. It's it's I don't know. It's not my job to figure out. It's the higher ups in the NFL. So yeah, hope they figure for out something. Fans and spectators it definitely is harder to tell what is and what isn't mm-hmm. a uh, foul. Pretty much. So yeah, it's it would be good if they could. I mean, I don't know if they'd really show them their policies as much, but uh, I think there's. Not really very much clarity with that rule. I would agree with you there. Yeah, no, totally. That's a fact, man. Yep. So, I mean, those are pretty much the two big topics after the game. Brady's antics and officiating stuff. But, I mean, what really got lost is what actually happened in the game and what the Buccaneers did to win. And they really just dominated the Kansas City Chiefs in the trenches with that defensive line. And oh my goodness. That Chiefs offensive line just could not hold them. They had two backup tackles in and what Shaq Barrett, JPP, Vita Vea, those guys just dominated up front. Nadamakung Sue too. Patrick Mahomes just had no time. He was running around like a chicken with his head cut off. Chiefs receivers were dropping the ball. It was just a nightmare for the Chiefs offense, honestly. Todd Bowles executed to perfection. And they were just outmatched both by the players and by the uh, schemes of Bulls. So, absolutely dominant performance by the Tampa Bay Bucks D. And if, I mean, you could give an MVP to a unit, it would definitely be given to their entire defense and definitely their defensive line. Hands down. Yep. Um, nah, I, I just want to say two things real quick. And first things, it's really nice to see all those, like, older players like step up when in the big moment in the Super Bowl like J- JPP, Vita Vey and uh, a few other players on the defensive end just step up and make those big plays. And then also I feel like that's just a plus that you have with having Brady on your team even on the defensive end. Like the Bucks were so prepared and it's like literally scary because the Patriots were just like that too. Every single game that the Patriots played with Brady on their team, they were literally and Belichick, they're so prepared for like everything, and it literally just goes to show that Brady just brought that to the Bucks, and that's why they just absolutely dominated, um, on the defensive end. Bro, if Bill Belichick was the coach of this team, it would be a nineteen and zero team, first round by, sixteen and zero regular season. <laughs> this this Dude. roster is so stacked, honestly. Yeah, Bruce nah, Arians. I don't think Bruce Arians is that great of a coach. I mean, Tom Brady basically just came in and ran the show with basically the same team they had last year and just took them straight to the playoffs. And so, yep. and Bulls was great. Bulls was fantastic, especially in the Super Bowl. But, I mean, we all know what kind of defensive game planner Bill Belichick is. So, I think, uh, I think if Bill Belichick had, or if you just transport that entire roster to New England. Then I think mm. that team goes nineteen and zero. If I'm if I'm being honest, that's it's just the prop. This, Sam, this was the right now. to succeed. <laughs> yeah, <drooling> yeah. Right <laughs> that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Nah, dude. Um, so you just said how they had like a stacked team. I don't think I let you like actually answer my question, but um, I saw I said the Chiefs like were like the Warriors yeah. when they lost in the finals, like. I, th- I thought that the Chiefs were the best like team, like pl- had the best players. Do you think otherwise? Um, I think the New Orleans Saints and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers both had the most well-rounded rosters. The Chiefs had Ooh, obviously the trio of Hill, Kelsey, Mahomes, and some good players on defense. Impact players like Honey Badger, Chris Jones, Frank Clark. 
but not as well-rounded as those two other teams. And the Saints, actually, I think they had the best roster, but Drew Brees just kind of missed his window, fell off big time, looked like Peyton Manning in his final years, and just didn't have the uh, the arm strength, arm talent anymore. Yeah. And he couldn't couldn't take them anywhere past the divisional round. So I think probably with any other better quarterback, I think the Saints would probably be in the Super Bowl. But that second best well-rounded roster in the league, the Buccaneers, capitalized with Tom Brady, who's playing very good football, and made it all the way to the Super Bowl. So, yeah, at the end of the day, I think the Bucs would end up being the best roster in the NFL for sure. I mean, just that defense is that defense is so stacked and just the amount of weapons Brady has and then great offensive line too. So I think hands down the Bucks have a better roster than the Chiefs. Even if the Chiefs have a few better players, I think Bucks have the best roster. So like what about like Le'Veon Bell? Le'Veon? I mean did he even play? I mean, he wasn't even that I'll, great with the yeah, Chiefs. Yeah, I don't think he played. I think he was, like, hurt for the most of the time, I think. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think they just rode with CEH, and then I think Daryl Williams may have gotten some touches. But, no, nah, it, was, it was mostly just that. I don't think Le'Veon really made a difference at all this season for them. All right, no, no, no. I definitely – no, the NFC, is, in my opinion, is much better than the AFC when it just comes to talent. Um, especially now that Brady's over there. Um, yeah. I think Brady was the only thing that was making it kind of even. So now that Brady's over there, yeah, definitely um, stacks uh, NFC over the AFC. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that the NFC is older and probably more experienced, but I think the AFC is up and coming with guys like Patty, Lamar, Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen. And I mean, we'll see where Deshaun Watson lands, but yeah, he, he was there. But yeah, no, I, I think you're right to say that. But um, yeah, do you have any other reactions just from the game itself? Not from the game, but I mean, you know, Brady was off some of that uh, alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dude, man, he needed someone holding him up. That's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy, honestly. That was. <laughs> I've never seen that before. I mean, Florida Florida changed the man, let's be honest. Yeah, I, I figured he'd like walk in there, you know, seventh ring, like act like you've been there type deal, but nah, he just completely <laughs> let loose, bro. That was funny to see. That looked like a great parade, man, on the boats. Oh, that, for sh- oh my goodness. For sure. On a oh, college campus, dude. In Florida, probably with not very many COVID restrictions, just Oh yeah. Just partying. I don't think honestly, anyone's wearing but- masks. <laughs> oh, definitely not. Definitely not. I mean, so that, that was sick. Yeah, no, it did look, did look like a, a great parade. But uh, I liked our New England ones better. I, I won't lie. <laughs> <laughs> they do be like that sometimes, man. I know it is what it I'm is. I'm still waiting it for a Pittsburgh one. Welcome aboard. <laughs> Yeah, how long has it been since the Pittsburgh one? Since the the Cardinals won twenty ten or so? Yeah, I think it was like two thousand nine, the two thousand nine ten season. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys are gonna need a new QB to get back there. That's for sure. Same with us. Yeah. Um, I think like it's weird. It's so weird with the Steelers because they have like so many good players, but the holes that they have are just huge holes, and it's like like. I feel like if like they just patch like them up slightly, they don't even need to fully like the Steelers. Like Big Ben, I don't even think Big Ben was playing too good that year. It was literally the defense that was carrying this team. They had like the best defense in the NFL by far that year yeah. against the Colts. And then you know Big Ben, you know obviously made plays. James Harrison had that like a hundred and two yard interception yeah. for a touchdown, dude. Dude, we needed yeah, that inhaler in afterwards. Holes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Great play, great, great throw, great catch, mm-hmm. and um, and about Carson Wentz, I, I, those are the types of throws Wentz can make too. Back so to Wentz, I, yeah, he did make those throws though. He, he did. He, he he always threads the needle like that. Yeah, and uh, not always, and, not this past season. 
Oh no, no, no. Interception after interception, sacked after torn ACL, like <laughs> it wasn't a good scene for him this year. Yeah. So uh, with Wentz though, why good. do you why do you think Jalen Hurts like kind of broke out though with the same exact situation as Wentz? Um, oh, I didn't know if you could answer that one. Nah, nah, definitely nah. I mean, I don't know. Me personally, this is—I don't think this is too good of a response, but I think it's just that like rookie magic. Like I feel like just like they put in that new that new guy and like you know new player in the team just tries to play a little differently around him. Um, and you never know, dude. Maybe maybe he just fit into the play style better. Like that's always a different type thing. Like I bet Brady, if I don't I don't really know, but if you put Brady in like a like a Jacksonville, like a 2018 Jacksonville play action, ground and pound, um, offensive like scheme. Like I don't think Brady would do as good. I mean, obviously it's Brady; he's gonna do amazing. But you know, yeah. I mean, I think there's more validity to what you said first, actually, because I mean, rookie magic is, is this kind of thing. I mean, that's why there are sophomore slumps. I mean, exactly. teams don't really have any tape on him. He comes in fresh and starts playing great football and i mean so i I think there's definitely more validity to that than what you said second because i mean (laughs) doug peterson has worked with carson once for a while now i mean i don't really think there's too much going on with their playbook or scheme i mean i don't think i don't know that could have been the issue i think offensive line and just 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 having not enough weapons around him i think that killed once this year and, you know, he's trying to play hero ball all the time, you know, maybe yep. lagging from other injuries, just a lot of things going against him this year. And, you know, maybe Indy can revive him. Did um Philip Rivers retire? He did. He did. He did. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I was going to say. Yeah. I mean. I was going to say, yeah. So yeah. if not, that's, that's I was going to say, if he, if he was still there, I'd say, like, you know, rest him for, like, few games of the season make sure he's 100 percent. give phil rivers his like farewell tour <laughs> yeah and pack nah. him up mid-season he's done he's done breeze and him are done maybe yeah, big that's ben tough too. for phil rivers man yeah yeah no nah, i'm fine with big ben leaving i mean <laughs> a horrible note that's that's leaving on a horrible note man like you look yeah. at like peyton manning like he retired on a super bowl and like I think at one point Big Ben was like up there with Peyton Manning, um, legacy wise. Like he did end up beating the Colts in what? the AFC Championship. No, what no, no, did no, you no, just no, say? No, 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 no. You got, you got, you're getting it twisted. Not like, 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 I, I, let's say like in 2009, like it was, it was easier to say that Big Ben is as good as Peyton Manning, but Peyton Manning what? obviously was, was a great quarterback for and more consistent throughout his whole career. But peak Big Ben was a great quarterback. That's all I'm trying to say. Maybe not better. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, he matched him in terms of Super Bowls and had had more than him back then. So, I mean, I kind of see what you're saying, but I also <laughs> I also have to say uh, I don't know about that. I don't know about Might that. Might have to kick me off the pod for that one. <laughs> No, I mean bias. Bias. It's, it's, it happens yeah, yeah, no, that's facts. It might be a little bias, yeah. <laughs> a little? I don't know about that. Uh, no, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I think I, I don't know. I just feel like I feel like he could have went out better. Like, I wish for a quarterback like just, I don't know, like for a quarterback who's been like for the majority of his career like a top five quarterback in the league. Let's say that's what I've been yeah. meaning to say. Like, he, like. If you were going to name the top five quarterbacks in, in the NFL throughout Big Ben's career, I'd say like 85% of the years you'd have Big Ben in that top five. Um, so, uh, yeah. fine, fine, fine. 75, 75, three-fourths. I mean, legacy-wise, but I mean, like he hasn't been at like a top five quarterback for the past few years now. Oh no 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 no! He definitely hasn't. But like when, as soon as he came to the league, he did really good. And yeah. um, I think when they when they probably lost against Tebow, that was probably his downfall. He probably had <laughs> a few more good oh, years yeah. when Antonio Brown popped off. I remember that. And that kind of brought him back into it. But 
Mm-hmm. I mean, it would have just been nice to see him be like, hey, this is my last year. Whatever happens, happens, you know? Instead of just like, just being completely uncertain, just walking into a dark room and just being like, oh, yeah, I don't know. And then losing, starting off 12 and 0, 11 and 0, and then losing to the Browns the first round of the wild card. Like, that's a horrible way to go out. I wouldn't want to go out like that, but. Yeah. I don't think I'm not sure if I were him. Yeah. I think you should keep playing. He wasn't, he wasn't god awful this year. I mean, he's still probably got football left in him. Oh, not even that. Just like experience too. Like big, like Big Ben was eight, like always in the fourth quarter. That's what I love about the Steelers is that they're never out of the game in the fourth quarter. Like Big Ben starts running that no huddle, starts calling his own plays like Brady and. Just like that, they're back in the game. Bro, you know what I'm saying? What are like, you doing, bro? What are you doing? You just compared <laughs> Big Ben to Peyton Manning and Tom Brady in like no, the no, same, no, 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 no. The same like I, five minutes. <laughs> man, does, all, right, all right. Does Brady? Does Brady? I should just Brady cut you no... off now and end this thing, man. Oh my goodness. <laughs> does Brady? Does Brady call no huddles in the fourth quarter? Yeah, probably all better right. than Big Ben, though. That's for sure. Oh, I, I, I never, I, yeah, yeah, for sure, a bit better than Big Ben. I never said who was better. I'm just saying, just like Brady, he calls plays in the fourth quarter, and you know. Rest all right, guys, that's just about it for this podcast. <laughs> 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 nah, for real, do the outro, bro. I gotta go to sleep. This is. <laughs> oh man. I think dude, I will. I'm your... I'm ending on that shit, bro. Oh my dude, god, dude! If you're if you if you're doing if you're doing like a, like a video of this, you just got to like JJ just capping or trolling or some shit, man. Yeah, honestly, I <laughs> I could probably come up with a few things if I I'm if so I was video sorry. recording this. So this would be kind of funny. <laughs> Me just trying to lie my ass off, just trying to compare Big Ben to. Tom Manning. <laughs> no, listen, man. They're, Big Ben's nowhere on the same level of those two quarterbacks. I love Peyton Manning. I, I don't like Brady, but I, dude, he's the greatest quarterback, greatest, one of the greatest athletes of all time. So, yeah, I'm just trolling a little bit. Got some uh, spice to the podcast. Yeah, facts. Hot takes over here. <laughs> sound sound like Paul Pierce, man. Yeah, the truth. <laughs> all right, boys. The lies. <laughs> all right guys that just about wraps up this podcast thank you jj for coming on you know a little bit my of pleasure cap in there at the end but i mean cap my rep <laughs> hey man gotta make it interesting so i i appreciate <laughs> that and uh you know good second pod with you and uh we'll definitely keep going I'm, we're basically doing weekly pods at this point I'm probably gonna have another one. I'm I'm planning on doing a solo podcast as well, just reacting to my uh, preseason predictions. So that'll probably be out shortly after this one. And also check out the blog, americansports.blog. Check out this podcast on other platforms. It should be on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Those are the two main ones. A bunch of other smaller platforms that you can check out too. And the Instagram pretty much has everything at American Sports Blog. Also, just dropped a new NFL mock draft. This is actually my fourth one of 2021. And you should go check that out on the blog. So, yeah, that's just about wraps it up. Thank you guys all for listening. JJ, thank you for coming on. No problem. I apologize for triggering all those Tom Brady and Peyton Manning fans. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you for listening and peace out.